Golden, a.k.a. Bose Nerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. We are closing in on Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. We're in the midst of the holiday season in New York. Your favorite time of year, well, many of your favorite times of year. James Golden is with you. It's Saturday morning. It's time for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza here on 77 WABC. If you'd like to be part of today's program, all you have to do, pick up your telephone, 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-WABC. Let's do it numerically, 800-848-92. Oh, so much news. Yeah, the fugitive parents have been busted. Omicron. Is still lurking out there. Supposedly, it's showing up in American cities. The the superhero villain virus, the Omicron, is in Maryland, Utah, Missouri, Pennsylvania, New York, Colorado, Minnesota, California, Hawaii, and Nebraska. How the heck did it get to Nebraska? How does it get to Hawaii? I don't know. The African nations that Joe Biden banned, six of them, it's either six or eight of them, I think it's six. They're all, like, howling because they don't understand why Joe Biden picked on them. It's easy. Easy answer for that, folks. Figure it out. But in New York, there is some strange going on. The supply chain shortages... And I'm telling you, this simply will not do. This, of all the things in the holiday season to have happen, we have, apparently, in New York, a cream cheese shortage that is affecting New York City bagel shops. Now, you know, first of all, I love the New York bagel shops. If you if you are not from New York and you don't know the, the whole New York kind of lifestyle thing, bagel shops are so New York. They are everything that is good about New York. There's competition. There is so much variety in not only the types of bagels you can get, but what you can put on those bagels, including cream cheese, to have with your coffee. This is a staple of life in our beautiful New York. And this is not like go get some Philadelphia cream cheese, mash it up in a in a blender, and then put a few things in it. No, this, you have to have a base. I don't want to get too deep into this. But you need the raw ingredients to make this happen. Right across from from our studios in, in, in the... Uh, up the west side of Manhattan, is one of the best bagel shops in New York. I'm going to give them a plug. It's called Essa Bagel. Essa Bagel. And you, um, you talk about cream cheese. They have so many great flavors. It's hard to even make up your mind. But now, the raw product that comes to bagel uh, shops all over the city Unprocessed, unwhipped, 
cream cheese is the base. And then once it gets to the shop, the, the, the shop creators figure out how they're going to make it unique. And that is what is in short supply. We have people, there's a, a bagel shop, F&H Dairies in Brooklyn, a product distributor for many of the city's bagel shops. He says he's never been out of cream cheese for 30 years. He is now. If we can't find cream cheese, I worry, what are we going to do? Yeah, great point. Anyway, thanks, Joe Biden, the Biden economy. Cream cheese shortages. Who would think? Oh, really? We have someone already that wants to talk about that, a food service distributor. So we will definitely get the skinny on that. Now, remember all this talk about how New York was down and out and, and oh, you can get great real estate. This is the time because we have so many vacancies. People are leaving New York. There's going to be, you can get apartments here at prices that you can't get and we haven't seen in 30, 40 years. Remember all that stuff? Well, I didn't believe it. And then when I started looking for a place, I'm not going to say where, but I was looking for a place. And I was like, wow, you know, prices are not going down in New York. Well, my observation on that has been confirmed. There's a story in the New York Post today, and it's a funny headline, Seller's Market, but seller is not S-E-L-L-E-R, it's C-E-L-L-A-R, as in the basement seller. It's a seller's market. Record high rents push New Yorkers into basement homes. Now, what have we learned about basement homes over the past year? We had, remember, that weather event that caused flooding. It caused New York City sewers to be overwhelmed, and there was massive flooding. That's because the city doesn't take care of the sewers properly. They don't dredge them. But it was blamed on global warming. Oh, global warming. We're flooding in New York City. Global warming had nothing to do with it. But we were told that living in the basement is bad. If you have basement apartment, no, no. Because you're putting your, and, and I'm not making light of it as if there isn't anything to be concerned about because there were a number of people killed in basement apartments. And I thought it was horrific. You go to sleep expecting to just have a normal night's sleep or a normal night's toss and turn in my case all night. Get up five times, but that's another story. Anyway, you, you go to bed and the next thing you know, you are drowning in your apartment because water has come in at such a rate that you cannot escape. And that is what happened to people in New York. Again, it was blamed on global warming. Global warming had nothing to do with it. It was the lack of maintenance on New York's infrastructure that had everything to do with it. But right now we have reports that basement apartments in New York, because of record high rents, are once again 
flourishing. Here's the issue. We don't know we. The city doesn't know, people that are supposed to know, how many people are actually living in basement apartments. Why are they supposed to know? Well, they're supposed to know because New York City government, New York State, I mean, they're supposed to be zoned and they're supposed to be inspected to make sure that they're safe. They're supposed to follow certain regulations. And in many cases, homeowners looking to gain more income from rentals do their own, you know, DYI. And they build out these basement apartments and no one knows whether they meet safety standards or not. So, some of these basement apartments are going for a fair chunk of change. But they're less than what you would find in regular apartment life where a one bedroom can go to four $4,500 a month rent just for a one bedroom or even higher. So right now, after COVID, when we were supposedly going to have a very different landscape in New York because of so many vacancies, we are back to having record high rental prices and a real estate squeeze. Interesting. Also, more New York news. Authorities in New York are cracking down on those of you who thought you could scam your way out of getting a license for your car by coming up with a counterfeit paper tag, putting it on the back. You know, those temporary tags. Apparently, this is a big scam, and I did not know this. Authorities have seized dozens of cars with bogus license plates in Harlem. Oh, wait a minute. In Harlem. Hmm. I wonder if this is racist. Oh, anyway. Authorities seized dozens of cars with bogus license plates in Harlem early Friday and netted three loaded illegal firearms in the process. This operation was run by New York City Sheriff's Office. Did you know we had sheriffs in New York? and the New York Police Department. They use license plate readers to spot 54 vehicles with counterfeit tags. There are pictures in the post on some of these. Some of these are really nice cars. They're new, they're shiny, they're not scratched up yet from people hitting them and running before they can, you know, yeah. But anyway, apparently this has been going on for a long time. Sheriff's officers and cops, in addition to all these vehicles they apprehended, issued another 50 summonses to some vehicle owners for, you know, in Harlem, for, you know, parking infractions, all the rest of it. But in the past five months, 500 vehicles with phony plates have been seized, and almost that many summonses have been issued. 60 people have been charged so far with crimes in connection to the illegal plates. Again, some of the pictures of these cars, you have late model BMWs, you have all, so you can afford to get a late model BMW, but you can't afford a license plate on it, really? Now, sadder news, 
these this killing at Columbia. This is, and there's another article, again, New York Post, liberals supported soft on crime policies now that crime has come to campus. It is, uh, again, shocking. This latest murder up at Columbia, random stabbing of a Ph.D. student. But this is the second one, stranger-on-stranger attack supposedly in a safe public space in less than two years. The other one, three teenagers targeted a female victim, 18 years old, in Morningside Park. They tortured her to death, held her down, stabbed her. Now, it says in this article that police have already been, were already pulling back from what they call preventative policing. There's the buzzword even before BLM protest erupted six months later. And the police had failed to stem a spate of similar robberies before Tess's murder. Now, this latest victim, Devadi Geary, 30 years old, was a superstar computer scientist, dead, a longtime gang member, out on supervised release, murdered him. And need I tell you, the racial component in this will never be discussed on the news because it does not fit the narrative. He was a young white man, and his killer was a alleged killer, was a young black man who has a history of criminality. There is... A sentiment that is being expressed in this story, which is this. The words from on high give the impression we aren't worried about the insane explosion of violent crime all over New York City, most of which victimizes poor black men and teens. We just worry when it affects us. Supposedly that's what some people think. Well, meaning that, oh, now that they, now that a, a white kid has been killed, young man, now we're worried about it, but we're not worried about it when this insane explosion of violent crime has been all over New York City and mostly poor black men and teens have been affected by it. Um, oh, truth. Sorry to interrupt your fantasies on this with truth, liberals. Um, who does this killing of poor victimized black men and teens. It's other poor black men and teens doing these killings, these robberies. If you look all around the nation now, I am so sorry to say it. This is true. Look at the pictures. We're not allowed to discuss what we see in pictures because it bangs up the narrative. If you look at these flash mobs that are going in and doing these smash and grabs, they're not all black, and I'm not saying they are. But when you look in these big cities, the pictures don't lie. The pictures that are recorded. So once again, James is going to just call it like it is. When you encourage a culture that glorifies gangsterism, when you encourage a culture that glorifies criminality, 
when you walk around all the time and enforce and 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 tell your kids that they are victims and that they're never going to get a fair shake by abiding by the rules of society when you encourage a culture that tells kids they don't have to work hard to educate themselves like everybody else they can simply steal from people when you encourage a culture that says the street life the supposed street life you know what i mean by the street life if you don't you should if you live in new york or any other big city in america the street life what is the street life the street life is pimping the street the street life is the gangster life it is criminality that's what the street life is it is an embrace of criminality and when you glorify in your media the street life when you make heroes out of criminals when you make heroes out of people that should be in jail and then when they are in jail you demand their release because somehow or another you claim they got in jail because of their race then this is what you get in a society you get this wanton lawlessness you get people too afraid to talk about the real problem and the real problem is your culture the real problem is not cuz somebody did something to your ancestors the real problem is you you are the problem and nobody in society wants to be around you they don't want you in their neighborhoods because they want to be safe why would they want you in their neighborhoods you are the problem anyway we have got to get a handle on what is happening culturally in these communities and we're not going to ever get a handle on it by closing our eyes to it or by pretending that these crimes are not taking place if you had young black children young black high achievers being killed by white teenagers there would be an uproar we'd see blm marching through neighborhoods we'd see all al out and the rest of the gang the the whole civil rights posse out trying to make some more money by revving everything up you don't see that here everyone likes to pretend this isn't happening this is happening and it needs to stop and it won't stop until those people who are in position of influence in these communities around it's not just new york it is oakland california it is los angeles it is san francisco it is atlanta it is detroit it is philadelphia unless there is a reckoning with the truth this will not stop WABC Talk Radio 77 James Golden with you as I say telephone number to take part today and yes later today we will hear from her majesty princess die so much to talk about with policy going on and we're going to spend some time on the abortion um issue Normally don't do abortion, but this is in the news, and it's at the Supreme Court, and liberals are in a panic. 
because their quest to continue genocide in the room is in the womb is now threatened. Anyway, want to be part of today's program? Eight four eight WABC eight four eight WABC eight hundred eight four eight WABC. We'll be right back. Did I say WABC? Eight four eight nine two two two. Just do it that way. We'll be right back. W. ABC Talk Radio 77. The winter time is approaching. We're in the Christmas season, the holiday season. And we hope it's one of the best holiday seasons of your life. The DOJ, my friends, is launching a civil rights probe. See, here we go. The DOJ is launching a civil rights probe into the police department up at Mount Vernon, in Mount Vernon. For those of you unfamiliar with the geography of New York, Mount Vernon is a suburb of New York City. And apparently, the police in Mount Vernon, New York, have been... A little aggressive, too aggressive for the Joe Biden administration. Westchester County District Attorney Miriam Rauch asked the federal authorities to investigate Mount Vernon police earlier this year after announcing investigations into individual officers that found, quote-unquote, disturbing allegations of inappropriate and potentially unlawful conduct involving strip searches, excessive use of force, and other allegations. And so now, the DOJ, Southern District of New York, has decided they're going to investigate the police department. You have all this crime swirling around out here, and who is the DOJ investigating? The police. James never supports, ever, supports police brutality or police malfeasance, ever. But I'm going to tell you something. The real problem in the areas, not just New York, again, every blue city in America, the real problem that communities are facing are not the police. They are not law enforcement by and large. You have a few bad apples, and they need to be gotten rid of quickly. But the DOJ should be looking into how these gangs that are swarming around American businesses, smashing and grabbing, How are these gangs being organized across social media? How come there's no DOJ investigation into that? How come there's no DOJ investigation as to how some of these people like this alleged suspect in the killing at Columbia can come out of a gang culture and that gang is still in existence? Where's the GOP in, where is, I'm sorry, the DOJ investigating? Some of these gangs go back 30 and 40 years in New York and in other places. Where's the investigation into that? But no, you'll go and investigate Mount Vernon police officers. (sighs) There's a story out of BizPack Review this morning. Woke corporate fat cats aren't getting the message. The majority of Americans despise 
their company's activism. This is based on a study from the Brunswick Group. Consumers are making it clear they don't approve of companies like Disney, who fired actor actress uh, uh, Gina. How do you pronounce her last name? Carano, I think. She was badass in The Mandalorian. And the censorship of Dr. Seuss books. They don't approve of Amazon pulling their documentary, a documentary that was being run on Justice Clarence Thomas that showed him in a favorable light. When they're studied, most people in this study have responded, this whole woke woke culture from companies is costing them because consumers are walking away from these companies that are proclaiming with such virtue that they are woke. Omicron. Omicron. I keep mispronouncing it, I know. I just can't get it out of my mind. It's Omni. I know there's no Omni. Omicron. Omicron. I like it, though. It just sounds like such a super, a superhero villain. The Omicron. Coronavirus variant has been found in at least 10 cities, states, 10 states. New York is among them. I mentioned this earlier. Maryland, Utah, Missouri, Pennsylvania, New York, Colorado, Minnesota, California. Uh, sometimes we ter- refer to as California, Kate. California, Hawaii, and Nebraska. How does the... Omicron get from Africa to Nebraska in less than a week, especially when Joe Biden issued a travel ban. Oh, oh, by the way, Democrats are livid. There's a story about that in the news stacks that I have here. They are livid with Republicans because Republicans are actually trying to tie this endless corona virus plague now and wrap it around Joe Biden. They are livid that Republicans are actually making the link between Joe Biden's policies and the continuation of the coronavirus here in the United States. Of course, they had no problem when they were, when Democrats from the inception of this thing tried to tie it around Donald Trump and they, they tried to sabotage everything that Donald Trump did to fight the coronavirus. That story's in the Hill today. Here's the headline. Democrats livid over GOP's COVID-19 attacks on Biden. Really? They argue Republicans, from former President Trump to his most vocal allies in Congress and in state capitals, bear... Plenty of responsibility for public resistance to masks and vaccines. Like masks and vac- like wearing a mask and with these vaccines is going to solve the problem. If it was going to do it, it would have done it already. They've done everything possible to ensure that we can't get past it. Representative Veronica Escobar of Texas said of the Republicans, they fought mask requirements. Vaccine requirements. Hey, Miss Escobar, look at Florida. It has the lowest rate 
of deaths with the coronavirus. Because Governor DeSantis wisely did not embrace your dumb mandates. How can you look? You you people claim to be the arbiters of good science. The science, the numbers are in front of your faces. They are not hard to find. Look at what DeSantis has done in Florida, and look what has happened in the states where you have insisted that wearing masks, one mask, two masks, putting on a third mask, and then walking around with mandating everybody follow these vaccines, look what has actually happened as a result. This woman, this Veronica Escobar, says there's only one group to blame in this country for the continued spread of covid and that's those actors who've done every and each and every one of those things. Spreading misinformation, fighting mask requirements, that's what she's talking about. Hey, no, Miss Veronica Escobar, there's only one g- group to blame in this country for the, con- well, there's only one group to blame for the, for COVID. It's called the Chinese government. Why don't you actually go to the source? Oh, yes. Charlemagne, da, da. Charlemagne, da, God. I don't think I would ever call myself something that has the God in it. I just think it's sacrilegious, but that's just me. Charlemagne, the God, calls out the liberal media. What say you? Ooh, Charlemagne, the God, calls out liberal media for being quiet on Bill Clinton's ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Well, isn't that something? Yeah, we're learning more about old Jeffrey Epstein and what was going on there. Paid a Bill Clinton, what was it, 17 visits to the White House during the Clinton years. Mm-hmm. I wonder was the pizza girl there during any of those visits. You know, the intern, the pizza intern, Monica. Anyway, James Golden here with you, WABC Talk Radio 77. We're coming back. Don't you go away. Back right after this. WABC. Talk Radio 77, WABC. Mm-hmm. That's Ree, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, bringing us back here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Uh, we have something of, um, I don't have like a breaking news sound or anything like that, but I've just been uh, advised of a story that is important in all of this debate about the Omicron virus. Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, the World Health Organization... Yesterday, late yesterday, has reported on Omicron in 38 countries. Here's the salient fact from the World Health Organization's look at Omicron in 38 countries around the world. 
no deaths have been reported from the Omicron variant. Let me repeat that. No, zip, zero, nada, none. No deaths have been reported as a result of the Omicron variant in 38 countries around the world. No deaths, zero. Meanwhile, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci's in the news again. He went on uh, PMSNBC, the show All In with Chris Hayes. All In what? All In the... Never mind, James. Be nice. And on MSNBC, he slammed Fox News for not disciplining Laura Logan for comments she made comparing Fauci to the Nazi butcher the angel of death, Joseph Mengele. This is what Laura Logan, Lara Logan said. What you see on Dr. Fauci, this is what people say to me, that he doesn't represent science to them. He represents Joseph Mengele, Dr. Joseph Mengele, the Nazi doctor who did experiments on Jews during the Second World War and in the concentration camps. That's what she said. This is because the response from COVID, what it has done to countries everywhere, what it has done to civil liberties, the suicide rates, the poverty. It has obliterated economies. The level of suffering that has been created because of this disease is now being seen in the cold light of day. Well, Chris Hayes, this this MSNBC guy, I remember seeing his first show. He was uh, he had Rudy Giuliani on, and he was just so rude and ridiculous that 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 uh, Rudy called him out. He's just like this wannabe tough guy on TV. Anyway, um, he said to Fauci, "I wonder how you respond to that." Well, Chris. I think the responses with so many people throughout the country and the world responded to that absolutely preposterous and disgusting comparison that she made. It's an insult to all people who suffered and died under the Nazi regime in the concentration camps. Uh, the death toll right now under Joe Biden is higher than it was under Trump, under this coronavirus. And yet, Fauci seems to want to have no responsibility, even though he has been the face of now two administrations handling our handling of this disease. He has gone against prescriptions that have proven to work. Florida has worked. What Fauci, Dr. Fauci, has advocated, in many cases, has not. Now, I don't know whether you would agree with Lara Logan that he should be compared to Dr. Mengele. I I try to avoid those comparisons. I think anybody that has done a really deep dive into World War II, and I have, 
and I continue to. It's in, I think anyone that does a deep dive into World War II and what happened, there were over 38 concentration camps, and what happened in those camps simply boggles the mind that human, that humans can be so evil toward other human beings. And what happened during Nazi Germany, I think, is an almost unparalleled evil in the world. So I tend to avoid comparing much to what happened under the Nazi regime. But you look at the way that liberals bashed Donald Trump endlessly when he tried to respond to COVID. And I'll tell you, it is not anything in comparison to this criticism that Dr. Fauci has taken from Lara Logan over at Fox News. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. Let's head to the telephones. Where do we start, Max? We are going to go to Ralph in New Rochelle. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. Good morning, Ralph. What is on your mind? Good morning, Mr. Golden. I'd just like to go back to the uh, first section. We spoke about the flooding in New York City. And I work in the Hunts Point section of the Bronx. And every time it rains, a certain intersection gets flooded. I call the 311 number, which hooks me up with the DEP, which is Department of Environmental Protection, to have a service call on the storm sewer there. And they never come. Every time it rains, it floods. Every time it rains, it floods. And I call and call and call. And I got to the point where I just stopped calling because nobody does a damn thing. You see, we have all these people now, according to this news story today, that are moving into these basement apartments to avoid high rents in New York again, record high rents. And we're not supposed to be experiencing record high rent. Supposedly, COVID drove people out. But we were told this last flood in New York that this was all global warming. Oh, here we The New York Times was among those that ran big stories about how climate change has finally come home to roost in New York. And anybody like you, Ralph, who actually understands the way this city is supposed to work, knows that the people running this city have failed to maintain the infrastructure in this city. And that is primarily the reason that we get these floods in New York. It has nothing to do with global warming. It has everything to do with Democrat Party incompetence. That is what is to blame. They rake in billions of dollars, not millions, billions of dollars in New York City. The New York City budget is not ranked in millions. It is ranked in billions. They rake in this money. They allocate millions of dollars that are never accounted for, like they did when they gave Mayor de Blasio's wife millions of dollars to spend on program development, and that money has never been accounted for. 
We don't know whether that money's sitting somewhere in a Swiss bank or whether it's been spent on something that they never told us about. They just took the millions and gave it to her. And yet, they can't find the money to send people to clean the freaking sewers. When they don't do that, we're then told, oh, no, the problem is not that we are inept. The problem is not that we're corrupt and we take all this money and don't spend it properly. The problem is global warming, and so we have to tax you more. And we have to make your life as a business person in New York more difficult. And we need a Green New Deal because we have global warming. It's a bunch of bullshit. And thank you so much, Ralph, for your call. I think you should keep calling them, by the way. Where do we go next, Matt? Let's go to Corey in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Right, um, oh, we head out to Wisconsin. Hello, Corey. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, with you here on WABC. What's up? Corey? Well, Corey's not there. So I guess our Wisconsin visit was short. Where next, Matt? Let's go to Michael in New Brunswick. Hello, Michael. Hello, James. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Welcome to WABC. What's on your mind this morning, Michael? Yeah, you're absolutely right, James, about about the um, the gangster, uh, about everybody is uh, everybody thinks that gangsters are, are great and everything. This is the problem with America. The Democrats and, and Republicans, it's like a football game. It's like they hate each other. You know what I mean? They, the government should should be run a different way. This is how I feel, James. It's, well, I agree with you. And what what you're saying is, look, we all can see the problem here. We all, everybody that follows the news understands you look at this stuff every day. I get sick of looking at it, frankly. And all, and, and, and so many pictures that come in with these news stories associated with smash and grabs, associated with, with heinous murder, associated with all kinds of evil. You look at who the perpetrators are. There's no question about who the perpetrators are. You can see them. A lot of these are young black men. And they are poorly educated, if educated at all. They have nothing. When you hear the comments made from them, it's astounding. They barely know how to speak the English language. And that's not to excuse criminals that are white, Asian, or any other race. It is not to excuse criminality. But what I'm saying is there is a cultural problem when you look at what the leftist mainstream media and what the leftist entertainment media, let's be really specific, half of the crap that is supposedly music, if it were these record executives from the upper elite leftists wouldn't let that music in their house because they wouldn't want their own children polluted they wouldn't want their own houses polluted with the filth that they flood onto American markets. This filth, what do I mean by it? Filth that promotes criminal behavior. Filth that promotes murder. Filth that promotes everything that is, how shall we say, anti 
righteousness. The idea that you, you look at the way that they attack organized religions. You look at the way that they attack these same leftist entertainment companies. Anything that is good and decent comes under attack. You have some of the most perverted, I'll be honest with you, I subscribe to a bunch of, um, like everybody else, that wanted the cord cut and lower your cost, now you pay more, because now you have to subscribe to everything. So I subscribe to a bunch of these services like Netflix, and I go to Acorn because I want to see British programming, and Amazon video, and uh, all the rest of that stuff. So I subscribe to all this stuff. The majority of movies that are put up to watch, I have no interest in watching because they are too negative. I don't want that stuff in my brain. I don't want to see the perversions that come out of Hollywood that are now commonplace. If you wonder why the society... Our society is so has so many of these perverts running around. Look at what they're being programmed to all of their lives. It's almost as if serial murderers are glorified. Gangsterism glorified. Listen to the music that's coming out. It's not inspiring. It doesn't inspire the best behavior in mankind. It doesn't call on us to be better human beings. It calls on us to delve into our darkest instincts, to give in to primal urges that defy righteous living. Now, I don't want to set myself up as some prima donna that's living, oh, the righteous life, he's a saint. No, I'm not one of those. You know, I, not at all. But at some point, you have to question, what is going on with this media? Why are these kids fed this crap day in, day out? And then when they live it in real life themselves, when they imitate it, then no one wants to talk about it. Because, oh, we well, we can't talk about these young black criminals out here that are destroying city after city. We can't do that because that would be racist. No, what we have to do is say we have to let them out of jail because the poor things have been victimized. Victimize my ass. Some of these little thugs should be locked up and the key should be thrown away if they cannot be rehabilitated and made and and see for themselves that their living, their lifestyle that they're living, should not allow them to be part of a civilized society. Right. Exactly. Anyway, thank you for the call. I really do appreciate it. James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77. Time for one more. Matt, where do we go? Let's go to Kathy in Brooklyn. Kathy, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Good morning, Bo. I am a, a, a lifetime resident of New York City. I was born down in the Lower East Side in the early 50s, and I live in Brooklyn now for the past 60 years. I see what happened here. I see that these white liberals with guilt came into New York City and they take upon they take it upon themselves to think they're going to change things and they change the things that we had going on in New York City for the worse 
I can talk because I did internship in the juvenile detention centers, and I see that you know people don't they they don't they don't you know reach these young black boys that have so much talent, so much talent, but they the it's like the white guilt ridden liberals use them to do the the dirty work so they can get their plan their plan to change things into this utopia that's not going to exist and this is one more thing i want to say both i noticed back in the days the churches i used to go to all different churches pentecostal full of the hispanic people i used to go to the black churches full of my black brothers and sisters the catholic churches and now it's like you know people lost their faith in god they lost their faith in God. And a lot of these these young these young black children who who I feel my heart goes out to them because they're being lied to. They're being lied to. They're being lied to and it's the white liberals that I blame that came to New York City trying to change things and they changed things for the worse. For the worse. For the worse. And de Blasio is the number one Gang leader. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. And I'm just going to echo, I want to jump on this sentiment and just say one more time. What we are seeing in our culture, not just in New York, what we're seeing across America, these smash and grabs, the idea that someone owes these young people, you know, there's a, a remark that they use, and some of them, and I've heard it, and you've heard it too, and you, you've probably heard it in the media. Oh, yeah, we got to get paid. We got to get paid. So stealing has now become getting paid. Getting paid used to be in America what happened at the end of an honest transaction where you delivered a service or a good into the marketplace that was of value, and in exchange for that, you get paid. Now, under this new culture that has permeated America's cities and youth in America's cities, getting paid means someone owes you something, so you and your buddies team up on social media, go grab some weapons, go into an establishment, smash the counter through the glass counters, and take what you want, theft. And in response to that, we have liberal district attorneys who say we shouldn't prosecute these people if they only steal up to $900, $800, $700 worth of goods. And you have judges who say, let them out of jail with minimum or no bail because keeping them in jail is racist. Folks, this is insanity. What we are witnessing in America's blue cities is nothing short of insanity. No sane person could possibly think that this is a legitimate path toward being in a civil society. James Golden with you here, a.k.a. Boston Early, WABC Talk Radio 77. We have another hour to go, 
In our next hour, Princess Di, Diana Mee, joins us. We're going to talk about policy. We're going to also talk about this abortion case in the court that has liberals undies in a bunch. And don't go away. We've got another hour to go right here on WABC. Nerdly on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. That's right, hour number two on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. 77 WABC Talk Radio, New York City. We are New York, we're Pennsylvania, we're Connecticut, we're New Jersey. Everywhere this thing, signal can be heard. You know, at nighttime, we go into 38 states here at WABC. Keep that WABC app with you. We have so many great hosts here. My friend Rita Cosby is just banging it out every night. What a great show she does. So many others. John Kessimatidis is on after me at 4 o'clock during the week. Rudy Giuliani before. Charlie Kirk is here. Greg Kelly. Wow, they just had, I I met his parents last night at an event, and just, wow, what awesome, awesome people. Anyway, we have, there's a story today, and we're going to go to your phones in this segment. We have so many phone calls, I don't want to leave it till the last segment and rush everybody. So we're going to take some phone calls before we go to the break. I see the person from Wisconsin that we thought was there is back. Let's, Let's start with him when we get back. But, um... The United States government, the U.S. Labor Board, again, these are government bureaucrat prosecutors, unelected government bureaucrat prosecutors at the U.S. Labor Board are alleging that Amazon Prime-owned Whole Foods Market illegally banned employees from wearing Black Lives Matter masks and punished workers who did. That is according to Bloomberg. The company is also accused of firing, sending home, otherwise punishing employees around the country during 2020 for wearing apparel such as BLM masks or pins. You know what? It's a place of business. And if they don't want their employees wearing this stuff in a place of business, I don't care what it is. Would they let their employees wear MAGA hats? Do you think we'd be getting the same complaint? Do you think that the U.S. Labor Board were looking into it? If the complaint was, oh, they wouldn't let me wear my MAGA mask at Whole Foods? Do you honestly think that? Tell you, these liberals corrupt everything they touch. Every single thing that liberals touch, every government agency that they run, they corrupt. Let's go to the phones. And we have Princess Di coming up. Where do we go? I just said where we're going. We're going to Corey in Wisconsin. Welcome back, Corey. How are you? Hi, Bo. I'm so sorry. I, uh, you didn't hear me earlier. Can you hear me now? I hear you perfectly. And don't worry about it. It was probably someone intercepting your call from one of the big government agencies. <laughs> What's yeah, going I, I on? Wouldn't that just bit. kidding. Lord knows they probably know I love them a lot. Yes. Anyways, um, I want to say, you know, thank you. One, well, you one, you should be on the radio three hours a day like your own boss. 
you know, um, God rest his soul. We all miss him. Anyone who's got half a brain is like, really? Um, but we, we, you know, I'm so glad you also turn around and you put up the proverbial middle finger to all those out there that, you know, I mean, if anything else, I don't know you're credited for it, but you probably should be for the beginning of the BLM movement. Or not the BLM movement, I'm sorry, the uh, um, the Candace Owen mo- movement, which is... Oh, the uh, walkaway Blexit. movement? Yeah, Blexit. Blexit yeah, Blexit. That was Candace's uh, framing of it, and Candace has done a marvelous job with that. And I'm just so happy. Look, it's it's going to it's more than one person. Candace is doing a remarkable job out there with the Blexit, but the, but people are beginning to walk away from the Democrat Party. Not just black folks. There are a lot of people. Um, when when we get on with Princess Di, please stick around for that because one of the things I want to ask her about. There is a story in I think it's the new the New York Times today in the old gray lady. Uh, it was an opinion piece from the governor of Montana who is warning Democrats that Democrats aren't buying their crap anymore, I think. So just stick around because you're going to hear from Princess Di on that in a few minutes. Oh, that'd be great if, you know, you actually have people pulling their heads out of their backsides and figuring out that, you know, that is not the way to go. The hand, This country was not founded out founded on the handout. I mean, and it wasn't founded on smashing grabs and murders and no, all no. that. Yeah. I, oh, people I are mean, going to take issue with me for that. But anyway, okay. Heaven, hello. Listening. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I thought you uh, had to go again. Um, no, the uh, you know we were founded on historical views where you had brave people way back in the day that actually had the cojones to stand up against the single greatest empire on the planet at the time. One of two, one of two, one of two great empires. Let's not, let's not, you know, England was a force and England was a force because they had perfected that not perfected, but they had a very strong blue water Navy. But let us not forget that there were two other competing forces. And, you know, our most Americans don't think about this because we are not taught from this perspective in history. When we got our independence from England, England was still embroiled in a world war. There were three parties fighting that world war primarily. You had England, you had the French, and you had the Spanish government. They were fighting in multiple countries, not just America fighting. America's Revolutionary War took place in a broader war that England was fighting, and that's one of the reasons that we were successful, because they were also fighting on other fronts. They were fighting to hold their uh, colonies in in uh, the Caribbean. They were fighting over trade routes in from Europe to all over the world. So we, right time, right place for us to step up and say, we want out, because England was being tested in a way at a time that they were never being tested up until then. And having their naval capabilities was formidable, but France and Spain both had really strong naval capabilities. In fact, the Spanish at one point, if you look earlier in history, had a stronger navy presence than England did. But I get into the weeds. I'm sorry. But you're right. 
uh, Corey. And thank you so much for calling us back. We appreciate the call. Where do we go to next, Matt? Let's go. Let's go to Joe in Brooklyn. Hello, Joe. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Hello, James. Uh, this is a comment, one or two, uh, previously talking about the media with the crime. I'm 70 years old, and I remember back in the 70s, they questioned uh, Hollywood, and the producers were saying that this is what sells, crime sells, killing sells, and the stockholders want to be, you know, appeased. And it's all about the money, all about the Benjamins. Also now, I hate to say this, but I know that you're a religious person, and, and I want to just break it to you and your listeners. You know, when God threw Lucifer and his fallen demons out of heaven and into the earth, the earth became theirs. And this is a rampant craziness going on because of the devil and the demons, and they're making all this craziness happen. And I've been watching other streaming shows, The Chosen, very religious programs all over, and I've been very interested in doing that. But this is prophecy taking place where the, there has to be chaos in order for when Antichrist does come, there has to be chaos so this way he could fit in and make a cure for everything and everybody will turn around and follow him. Well, thank you for sharing that. Let me just share with you something. There are many people who believe, and I'm not, if you notice, when I talk about these things, I don't tell you what I believe, but there are many people who believe that what we are seeing represented in this physical manifestation, meaning earth and the physical creation, is a microcosm of what is happening in the spiritual realm. So some people believe that. Other people believe, as you do, that what's happening right now is that Earth is part of the hellish state, the hell plane. Okay. Um, but let me just say this. What I, this is what I will tell you that I believe. I do not believe that God has ever abandoned those who love God and would never. And I'll also say this, even for those who don't, you know, um, one of the things, if you look at the tenets of Christianity, if you look at the tenets of, of, um, of Buddhism, Yainism, Sikhism, uh, if you go through Hinduism and really try to understand what's in the Bhagavad Gita, or if you look at some of the other books around in this, here, here's the deal. Let me just put it simply. We are all created by one God, all of us. That means the righteous folks, the folks that aren't so righteous, all of us. All this silliness that we human beings engage in, and, and it is pure silliness, this this continued looking at everything through the lens of race. We belong to one race. It is the human race. We have one, we have one creator for the human race. This is what I believe. And we human beings tend to wrap ourselves up in so many unimportant fights when the truth is plain and the truth is not that difficult to understand. Thank you for the call. Let's take one more before we go to the break. When we come back, we'll have with us Princess Di. Where do we go? Let's go to Dorothy in Brooklyn. Dorothy, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you this morning, Dorothy? Dorothy, oh, Dorothy. God bless you 
and and protect you and yours and all your wise audience who listen to you. I woke up this morning feeling pretty miserable due to the insanity of the world, and just listening to you has calmed me, made me feel happy, better than any sedative, and it brings to mind that I would love you to be our American president, perhaps after four years under the wise deal-making of President Trump, and and, and then you become a vice president, and then our president. And thank you for being there and calming us, because I see no end to this. I watched this since 2007, and, and, and felt terrible. And by the way, my first job was in the public library for 25 cents an hour, and gasoline was 15 cents a gallon, and we've come a long way. And and uh, I appreciate you through that long, long way up to 88 years old. And I told, I'll end now by saying I told over the radio to um, uh, Frankie Russo about two months ago, and I I, uh, I also told yesterday about my uh, trying to have my groceries robbed from me at 88 years old coming home. And oh, my I, darling, uh, I am I, so sorry that there are people in this city who would try to do such a thing to such a sweet and gentle soul as you. And this is what many of us are so fed up with, that people, good people like you, have to be threatened just for you, darling. Getting groceries doesn't make sense. But look, I thank you for your warm and beautiful sentiments. Sadly, I would never run for president. But thank you. I'm glad that I made you feel better. Some of the things that I said made you feel better. And I want you to stay feeling good. Let us remember something. Dorothy, we're not in charge of any of this, okay? And we can be optimistic because, number one, America is a young country, and we are just now still coming into our own, and we have such great days ahead because of the contributions made by people like you, by the way, Dorothy. And we're not going to ever give up on this country, we see the problems, and we want to solve the problems. We want to solve the problems because we love our fellow human beings. So let's just stay optimistic, keep a smile on our face, and fight the good fight like you've done, Dorothy. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back after this, ladies and gentlemen, with Princess Di. Don't you dare go away. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Your Majesty, Your Highness, Princess Di, how are you this morning? I am so happy to hear your voice. And what an important uh, show you have been doing and this horrible situation in mostly blue cities, Democrat-run cities, of the criminality in the culture. And I just wanted to mention something, if you don't mind, I don't. which is part of that story. There's new uh, CDC data 
that just came out that last month, the increase in homicides is the largest rate in modern history in the last year. Murder rose 29%. And most of that, and here's, here's what I want to say about that. Most of the victims are minority. More than 85% of the increase in murders occurred in black and Hispanic neighborhoods. And there is a really good piece in uh, City Journal, which is run by the Manhattan Institute, called See No Murder. Despite its obsession with race, the media are blind to the non-white victims of rising violent crime. And that is such an important part. There are people you know, trapped as victims of what you described as the thuggish criminality, the the people who can't escape and who are primarily the victims of these people are their neighbors and they are minorities who cannot just leave. And I think those are the ones who need our help most and to be rescued and by mostly locking up people and enforcing the law because the law benefits the little guy always. Now, I'm going to mention something. Thank you for bringing that to my, but this, this just triggered something with me. You know, part of the reason that this is flourishing is because there is a social contract between criminals and their victims in, and the relatives of victims in some of these places where we, we're very familiar with it is you, you, you can't snitch. And mm. it's expressed as um, snitches end up in ditches um, and, and all the rest of it. Now, I find I've always find it very curious. Okay, alert. Some people are going to get mad at this. Two of the biggest, oh, I better watch how I say this. Let me think. You want to revise and extend your remarks. I have to revise and extend this because I could get in real. Here's, I know, I'm just going to go ahead and say it plain. I don't care. And I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. Look, folks, before I say it, a disclaimer. I support law enforcement. I really support law enforcement. However, I'm going to say something that many of you who, like me, support law enforcement are going to take objection to. And here it is. The thing that the police have in common with these gang members that are out here doing all this thing is they also have a no-snitch policy. So if you have these bad cops, these cops that are running rampant over the law, in many police departments, there's this call, they call it the blue wall of silence. It means no snitch. It means we can't rat out our fellow cops who are scumbags, right? And if you look at that, that is what prevents law enforcement from getting rid of their bad apples in many cases, because if other cops niche on the real bad apples, then they're ostracized. They're driven out because they're not seen as part of the club that has to change. But the same thing exists in these communities that we're talking about where you can have people. Everybody knows who the drug dealers are. Everybody knows who the thugs are. Everybody knows who the people are running around terrorizing people with guns and terrorizing people day and night. Everybody knows who the gangbangers are, but you can't snitch. You can't snitch because if you snitch, they'll come after you and your family. You can't look at some point for our society to move to where it should be. Both of these communities 
have to abandon this no snitch rule. Law enforcement and these other communities, you have to expose the people that are in these neighborhoods doing harm. These murdering thugs that are running around killing people in these neighborhoods have to be exposed. They have to be driven out. That is the only way to make these communities safe. Part of the problem is that we have an elite media in this country run by liberals that glorifies all this crap. So if you're a gang banger, they make it appealing to you. And if it's not directly by TVs, it's by their brethren who own the record industries, who promote this filth. In in how Diane, I I tell you, I these executives would not allow this crap that they sell on the market to be played in their own houses because they know how detrimental it is. But it's okay to pump this stuff to communities. It's like a drug. They keep promoting this stuff in these quote-unquote communities of color. And so, and you have these media people in, in our country know what's going on. They see this stuff. They don't want to talk about it. You see all these peop- all these pictures day after day after day. One black face followed by another black face followed by another black face followed by all these black faces you see smashing and grabbing in stores all around the country. And never once do they say, hey, did you notice that most of these people doing these smashing grabs are black? They don't dare say it. But all of us see it. We see what's going on. We gotta, we have to start dealing with truth here and stop being yeah. afraid of it. And uh, and as part of that is the victims are primarily black. That is an important part of how we address this. And I agree with everything you've said, but there is I I don't think that's going to change on its own. There is a lack of trust, and the the no snitch rule is not going to change by itself just because we wish it would be different. There has to be fairness, and there has to be this. In, in my opinion, one of the biggest changes in the last five years has been these Soros and other funded DAs who have deliberately not prosecuted crime and who have deliberately helped get rid of bail. And so there's this revolving door releasing these awful people back into the community where they do way more harm than gets ever covered by the media. And it's this, you know, talk about a conspiracy of silence. The media does not cover the heartache and the horror of these blue cities where, you know, you can have dozens of shootings in Chicago and it's just greeted with a shrug. Every weekend, every single weekend. It's like, okay, what's the death toll? Remember how, remember at the end of the Vietnam, toward the end of the Vietnam, War used to just get reports every day. Okay, another two thousand people right. killed a day. Another hundred fifty people killed, him. and it became like, okay, this is just the daily casualty rate, and it became yes. that is what is happening in American cities. And it is these are Democrat-run cities with liberal ideas, and as you said, this is liberalism. This is what happens. There is no they they don't believe first of all that America deserves protection. They don't believe that cities should have law enforcement because America is just systemically evil. So this is a system. Law enforcement is a system. 
So since it's systemically racist, we have to dismantle every system. And so this is the result. And the people who are hurt worst are the ones that they are claiming to support. And let me add to that. Then you flood the country with people that are not vetted. You allow illegal immigrants to come into the city, spreading everything that they bring in with them. And I don't mean to say that all illegal immigrants coming in are afflicted with this. But we do know that there are members of the MS-13 gang who keep entering our borders illegally. They are not being vetted. We don't know the COVID cases coming in here from other countries because nobody in this administration is actually following it. We don't know what is coming into the country on a daily basis. And you add all of that to the existing problems, and no wonder people so feel that they're, that this country is spiraling out of control in a bad way. Yes, and I think you're right. I think that this kind of sense something is wrong, this crime problem underlies a lot of the of the political situation. People aren't speaking of it. They're mostly talking about the economy, but it's this unease that people are fearful uh, that is contributing to the political problems for the governing elite right now. Meanwhile, what are the Democrats worried about? They're worried about Roe versus Wade. Uh, Hold on through the breakdown. When we get back, let's review quickly the week of Roe versus Wade and Democrat fear. James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77, Princess Di is with me. We're coming back, and then we're going to resume your telephone calls. Uh, Stay with us here. We'll be right back. George Michael brings us back. Christmas season 2021 here on WABC Talk Radio 77, New York. Wow, there's a voice. George Michael. Uh, we're with Princess Di, our very own Princess of Policy, Diana Mee. Uh, Diana, this was an important week. The abortion case out of Mississippi hit the Supreme Court. Liberals are in a total panic. Uh, the headlines out of many of the mainstream press were that it appears that the justices are ready to either weaken Roe versus Wade or overturn it. These folks are having a cow. I wrote a piece in American Wire News Service. American Wire News, AmericanWireNews.com. It's a new service, and this is going to grow. But I wrote a, a, a piece in AmericanNews.com uh, that this is a big red flag because right now the left are galvanizing. They're mobilizing what they think is going to be a multi-generational war that is going to take place in the states when and if Roe v. Wade is weakened or overturned. And on the other hand, you've got the idea that conservatives forces, once they say, okay, we've got a victory in this, are going to be complacent. And this could also affect the dynamics of the 2022 uh, elections. Why don't you weigh in on us and give us your thoughts? Well, I think it's a little bit uh, dangerous to weigh in before a decision is made 
you cannot ever judge how a case is going to be decided by the questions that are asked. And so the questions that were asked, and especially opening with Clarence Thomas, who is usually or has been usually silent or reticent, he came out of the gate with some really fiery, excellent questions. And, uh, you know, that, I think, was what put the fear of God, so to speak, into the left, because the people who were representing the pro-abortion forces did not have particularly good answers. So they were disappointed, I think, on the left that the case didn't go better. However, you know, you've got Chief Justice John Roberts, oh, yeah. who is a swing vote, and, you know, any time in my you know, paying attention to politics, which is many years, anytime I would be pinning my hopes on the Supreme Court <laughs> yeah, to do yeah. the right thing, no you way. know, I, I have been, I have been disappointed. So I, I would rather hold fire somewhat as to what the outcome will be. We supposedly have a six, three courts, uh, um, six being conservatives and three being liberals, but we really have a two, seven court. We have Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito. The rest the rest of them swing both ways and are not, as the left has, reliable votes, the three liberals. We don't have that. We have Clarence and Sam as far as reliable votes for the right. So I, I think it's a little early to, to predict what's going to happen, but it is remarkable how angry the left has been, especially on social media. And you had sent me that one story about uh, Amy Coney. Oh, Bob they are Harris. really ticked with her. <laughs> that she brought up adoption and they are, they are losing their cookies. How dare she bring up adoption? The fact is she has adopted two children herself. And it used to be that when we, we wanted women places, it was so they could bring their life experience to these difficult issues. And so this woman does so. And the left is basically how dare she try and save children by adoption when they should be aborted. And that is the outrage on their they are furious that she may have put, and all she did was ask a legal question. She did not in any way tip her hand, nor did any of them. So that's why I'm saying it remains to be seen. I think the consensus all over is that, that this Mississippi law will be upheld, but I don't think you could make bank on it. Yeah, I don't think you can make bank on it either, but I'm just issuing a warning up ahead of time. Look, we are not as well organized as, I hate to tell you, but we're not as well organized as the left. And the left continues to beat us in fundraising, issue-oriented fundraising. So if this thing goes the way that they think it will go, our side had better be prepared, regardless of how the case turns out, to actually amp it up more from the grassroots, because we cannot depend on our establishment Republicans or the rhinos to take our message to the people of the United States. Yeah, this has always been a grassroots issue on our side. This has never been an establishment Republican issue who has really despised this entire cultural uh, argument from the jump. And I sent you the piece from Axios, 
some Republicans fear Roe win could backfire. The Republican consultant class is afraid that this is going to mess up their 2022 victory that they say see is in the cards already, the midterms. And they think by, you know, ginning up enthusiasm and passions on the Democrat side, if this up this decision goes against Roe is going to hurt the Republican Party, which I, I, I tell you, if anybody listens to that, you know, needs to get out of politics because, <laughs> you know, but, but unfortunately, on our side, our elected Republicans do listen to the consultants and the consultants are never, ever, ever, ever right on the cultural issues. Yeah, never. but they certainly they are wealthy. Yeah, they are. And they they sway the elected officials. And they always say this is not the hill to die on. They always say, don't fight this. Just lay low. We're going to win without fighting these you know, messy cultural issues. But this is literally the hill to die on. And the grassroots does not need to be told that. So I think it's going to be the grassroots leading this. Good. And they are well organized on the pro-life side. Now they just have to get the fundraising because I'm telling you, the left is pouring millions into this. Yeah, but they're not winning. Washington Post today. In one California city, rising prices overshadow economy strength, spelling trouble for Democrats. There's so much wrong with this headline. First of all, but but anyway, why don't you take it apart? You know, there's a reason, I don't know if you saw this, but the Cook Political Report just switched eight governor's races from the Democrats to the Republican side. The Republican side is stronger. All these are mostly swing states. And so that is what is happening because the Democrat policies are in effect and people are connecting the problems in their real life with the Democrat Party. And this is happening amongst Democrats as well as everyone else, independents and Republicans. And so the 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 establishment Democrat Party and the media is trying to claim that it's all in our minds. The economy is doing great. Biden is a success. It's all because of, you know, evil Republicans who are standing in the way. So, you know, they're trying to spin reality. And in this case, reality bites the Democrats. There is a, uh, to buttress that, there's a story in the New York Times this morning from uh, Steve Bullock, Democrat, used to be the AG out in Montana, was the governor of Montana until uh, twenty until this year. And um, he's warning Democrats that, hey, you guys, uh, we got a little, we, we, we have a problem. Yes, I have been reading for months now, Democrats kind of raising their hands and meekly saying, uh, we, we're in trouble out here in the hinterlands. We, and fortunately for our side in that, the Democrat Party isn't listening to any of these people at all. And this governor basically is saying, you know, you people are so uh, listening to the media and the, the cities and the well-educated, as he says, the overeducated on um, these issues like defund the police. You have lost 
connection with real America who are struggling to put food on the table. And the Democrat Party is basically, you know, involved in these fights in Washington between the the far left and the farther left. And and real people are seeing that they're not addressing their real life situations. And it's it's, you know, not going to be fixed by the midterms. So it's, it doesn't matter how many warnings the Democrat Party gets. This is a result of what happened in 2011, as Rush used to always talk about the Thomas Edsel piece, where they deliberately rejected as a party, the Democrat Party deliberately rejected caring about the working class. And right. they instead put together, cobbled together constituency groups, the gays, the minority groups, and believed that that would be enough to win elections forever. And so they have, this is what happens now. Regular people all across America are looking at the Democrat Party and saying, you people are not even listening to what our real problems are. And this has been going on for so long, and it's not fixable in the next year. Can we just admit that the Democrat Party is the party of the rich now? All you got to do is look at how they're trying to (laughs) get back in the graces of the rich by putting in these deductions for uh, state and local taxes here in the yes. Northeast. They remember want to help that, the rich. Dress, remember that dress that AOC wore with tax the rich on the on her back? On her butt, and, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, they're doing the opposite. They're tax cuts for the rich. She needs a new tailor to make a new dress. <laughs> <laughs> Princess of Policy Dynamy, thank you for joining us. As always, so insightful. We'll speak with you next week. Thank you, Diana. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, back. Your call's coming up. Don't you go away. Nat. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. I tell you, I've been listening to that song most of my life. And every time I hear it, he's loaded lots of toys and goodies on that Ting Cole's voice is we just and every mother's child. Oh, it just makes the day right. All right, let's get back to the phones. Matt, where are we going? James, we are going to Glenn in Middle Village. Welcome, Glenn. How are you today? All right, Mr. Bo. Listen, I still have my flag up in Middle Village. I love it. I love it. And how about this for a novel approach? When you... When you go someplace, you open a door for somebody, whether it's a woman or a, or a male, you say thank you, you say you're welcome, 
You see somebody, an old person maybe going across the street, you help them. If you see an old person going across the street, you help them with their groceries. You don't steal them. That's the values that I was taught by my parents who are now gone. But And I know most of your listeners probably think the same way. And, and whether they're black, white, it does not matter. You help people. You get, you give, and you get back. You do that's good. What I want to tell you. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. You do good. Thank you. WABC Talk Radio 77. Matt, where up to? We're going to John Vito in Staten Island. John Vito. Good morning. How are you? What a pleasure. Thank and you. It's really great to have you on, on, the, on the radio. Thank you, you John be Vito. Like the modern prophet, the way you speak, <clears throat> the way you address the situation, the proper way, and see the real deal, the real color, whatever is going on right now. Too bad that we talk so much, but it, it's really a disgrace that this country, is, as good as it is, reached this, this bottom. It's really disgusting to see what goes on. And like they say in the old country, where I come from, the fish stinks from the head. So if you don't have the real thing and the proper works for the head, the people that should set the example... Hey, John Vito, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess, but I just want to know for sure, where's the old country, John Vito? Uh, you know where it is. I know where the old country is, John Vito, well, but what part, of the, sure. what part of the old country are you from, John Vito? Uh, uh, Puglia, Puglia region, uh, right across from Albania, where uh, the great John Katsmatidis came from. I guess he swam when he was six, six months old. He must have from <laughs> body. <laughs> and then they got on the land, and they got another boat to this country. <laughs> John Vito, love hearing from you, my friend. Thank you so much for calling us. We want to hear from you again. We love you, John Vito. Thank you. Where are we going next, Matt? Let's go to Ernest in Rockland County. Ernest, what's on your mind this morning? Uh, good morning, Mr. Golden. I just want to say, sir, just a, a couple of quick things. You're a gentleman, and you have such a clear and undiluted understanding of what truth is. Like that first gentleman that called and, and talked about compassion, which is in a man's heart. So thank you for that. Thank sir, you. Mm -hmm. indeed, indeed. Sir, uh, Princess Diana, I, I just want to say one thing about these Democrats. The GOP, Abraham Lincoln, stated in the Gettysburg Address, this is a government of people. That's what GOP is, of the people, by the people, and for the people. If people would write this second, just put into your smartphone Article 4, Section 4, the Guarantee Clause. The Congress guarantees the state a Republican form of government. Why do we, in other words, Democrats aren't even to be recognized they're un-American, and their tactics <laughs> have divided us. Okay, now, come on. You're doing semantics, and you know that I love it, though. But come on. We are a republic, and the Democrat Party is not the same as democracy or Democrat principles, and you know that. But it's still such a fun thought, and thank you for lightening our day with it. What did you want to say about Princess Di? I just wanted to say, she. I love her for one for many many things. She is clear and she is strong and she she's so uh, she's gentle with her strength and I think it's amazing. I love that lady and she's so true. Thank you for having her on your show, sir. Thank you, Ernest. We love you. Thank you, buddy. Where we go to next, Matt? Let's go to Bonnie in the Bronx. Hello, Bonnie. Hello, Mister Golden. 
I just want to say thank you for doing such a great show and giving us a good Saturday start. What I wanted to speak to you about is what you brought up with the music industry of today. Mm -hmm. I've been saying for quite some time, this music is, because it's not music, it's all computerized, synthesized. I think it's actually making these kids stupid. It's damaging (laughs) their brain cells. I'm not, there has to be something to it. It's like negative forces being pushed into their brain from how they, Bonnie, when you say negative forces being pushed into their brain, let me tell you how profound you are. We are human beings. How do we learn things? We learn things by repetition. We, when we're, and you see this all the time when we're trying to teach kids stuff, right? You learn, we learn by repetition. We don't learn anything usually the first time we hear it. It is over and over exposure to words, to ideas. To thoughts. That is how the human brain learns. So when you talk about this music being pushed into um, these children's brains, yes. And what goes in as the input comes out in various forms as the output. Bonnie from the Bronx, you have nailed it. Thank you. Where do we go next, Matt? James, let's go to Andrew in Stanhope. Stanhope, Connecticut. Welcome. Hello, Andrew. Andrew and Stanhope, but originally South Orange, East Orange, North Border. And Obama, he was right when he said about the importance of having two parents in the home in the black community. But his policies, you know, go against that and cause government dependency. But growing up in South Orange, in a black community, I got to see the two-parent homes versus North and East Orange. And it it was like clockwork, regardless of race. Everyone that didn't have the father in the home was messed up, selling drugs in the gangs. And the ones that had the father were on their way to college, good students, never getting arrested. And horrendous. Quick, I was at a press. I was at a press conference with uh, the mayor of Newark, Roz Barak, and Jim Brown was there. Was an anti-gang, and I said to him, why don't you focus on having the father, two parents, and I told him I grew up right up the street in South Orange, and we didn't have the black people didn't shoot each other. It was unheard of, and the mayor actually told me it doesn't matter if you have a father in the home. So that's horrendous Democrat, you know, detrimental leadership. Wow, what a story. Thank you for sharing that, Andrew. Appreciate it so much. Where do we go next, Matt? James, let's go to Karen in Rockland County. Hello, Karen. How are you today? Hi, James. How are you? I Good, want to thank wish you. you much success on your book. And as far as Rush Lumber, I really didn't pay attention to him until last year. I was familiar with his name, but I started listening to him all last year, and I really I miss him now. <laughs> Amen to that. So, well, thank you, Karen. I so appreciate that. And and the book Rush on the Radio available now. Everybody, it is still available right now. Doing. You know, very well so far. Uh, Rush on the radio makes a great Christmas present. You can get yours now. Where do we go next, Matt? Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Welcome, Dom. What is up? What is on your mind this morning from Minnesota? Yeah. Good morning, James. You know, great interview with Princess Di. Uh, I didn't know her uh, until your interview this morning, but I am going to start listening to her. She makes too much sense. Thank you. Uh, before I get to my main topic, you, my friend, 
or well on your way to becoming the talent on loan from God. I say that from my heart. Uh, wow, thank you. So, <laughs> you. You know, from my perspective, you need to reach about 70 before you realize God has a plan for you and me, and nothing happening in the material world is by accident or happenstance. The way I see it, you know, in the politics of today, the American people uh, represent Gucci's and Walmart's, and the Democratic Party is the snatch and grab flag. <laughs> That's the way I'm seeing it right now. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? <laughs> I, I, I see you. I see how you could draw that analogy. I love it, though. The one I love, the Democrat Party represents the party of smash and grab. I think that is a very brilliant campaign ad. Democrat Party, we are smash and grab. I think that would just say it all. I think we ought to do that as a meme. Democrat Party, we're the party of smash and grab. Love it. Where do we go next, Matt? James, let's go to Jack in New York City. Jack, hi. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. What's up? How are you, Bo? I'm good. Judy, believe the same thing. The founding fathers gave us the ability to solve all our problems in this country in one year. It's called We the People. All they have to do is vote all those politicians out, mostly Democrats, and our problems are solved. It's very simple. That's all they have to do. Well, Jack, I hate to tell you this, but I don't believe that. I respectfully disagree with you because here's why. Anytime there's one party in office, they're going to be corrupt. Too much power leads to corruption. I don't care who the party is. What I think we need is a healthy competition with the Democrats defeated most of the time. But we do need political competition, and we need a competition of ideas in society. We just have to be the ones that prevail. But, um, you know, I don't like one party ruled by way of now look that doesn't mean that i don't want to see a trifecta i think that right now we need republicans to win the house the senate and the white house and we need to keep that for a number of years so that we can actually you know what president trump was able to do in just one term he did more than most presidents do with two terms and can you imagine what president trump would have done if establishment Republicans in the House and in the Senate weren't trying to stab him in the back all the time. I mean, if so, yes, we do need a trifecta right now to address the problems going on right now. But in terms of long term, whether it lasts 100, like what Democrats want, like their 100-year rice, we don't need that. We need a healthy competition in the American political system to keep everybody's feet to the fire. You know, that's what I think. Anyway, folks, look, it's going to be just a few weeks before Christmas. We're heading down that road really quickly. We have supply chain issues. You know that. Don't wait until the last minute this year. Might not work out so well this time. Okay? Anyway, we live in New York City, you know what we are, folks. We are the greatest city in the world. That's us, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. We're all New York. And we're in America. America, our beloved America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. God love and God protect each and every one of you and your families. 
James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. I'll be back Monday at 4 o'clock.